Marketing Mindset, the Growth Hacker's Guide to Business Success. Join us with conversations with the world's leading experts, covering their biggest insights from years of experience. We also host deep dives into the latest innovations in marketing to the most successful time-worn strategies that you can start using today. I genuinely believe that effective marketing is about helping somebody come to a decision with which they remain happy, even if that's not to buy from you. I always used to write to people saying, you know, where are you? Where have you gone? I'd be direct, punchy. And you get widows writing back saying, my husband is gone to the other side. Oh, God, you know, this this this, this is not good. The Marketing Mindset Podcast is hosted by me, Sam Harris, and my business, Postery, the leading solution of personalized marketing with the mission to rid the world of spam. Some treats to look forward to on the podcast today. You have to really think like the customer. You have to be the customer. The whole time you you have to think what does the customer want and what makes them want to buy I first started this in the days when you know, mail order was just, you'd say, dear customer, and it would be a printed signature. And I absolutely insisted that it was dear the name, which now sounds ridiculous because it's easy to do. It wasn't yeah. easy to do, that nobody did it. And I would sign with my little ink pen. I would sign every letter, you know, so it was just personal. And sometimes I'd put a little PS on the bottom as well. Our guest today is none other than Nicholas Charles Tirrett Wheeler the sole founder and owner of Charles Tewitt, the finest men's shirt company on the planet. He built the company from nothing without any investment over 32 years into the $300 million business that it is today. So I had a very long interview with him on my Growth Mindset podcast, but today we are talking purely about marketing on the Marketing Mindset podcast. He gives us some of the highest quality advice about how to use marketing to build a truly incredible brand from the best practices to the biggest pitfalls that he's made. It's an amazing interview and I hope you enjoy. So you said that Charles Tewitt is an expert in marketing. Uh, so what have you learned in marketing that you think is the best things that you do? Um, I think you have, to, you, have to, you have to really think like the customer. You have to be the customer. The whole time you have to, you have to think what does the customer want? and what makes them want to buy, you know, why would I buy from this business or that business? And I think one of the things that everybody wants is they want to feel like they're valued and they feel like they're quite special. And mm. it's about something that the, I suppose that the, the, the technology has enabled is making people feel, um, you know, in the old days, you would go to your local greengrocer and you would be greeted by name by the guy who'd owned it for 40 years and he would treat you and he would know everything about you and he'd know about your family and he'd ask you about the family and he'd you'd have shared experiences and that's nice that that makes you feel good it makes you feel like um you're part of this community and i think good marketing now is is really trying to you try to re, you try to replicate that in a genuine way not in a mm. fake way so it's about getting very close to your customers and knowing what they like and what they don't like and being relevant and making sure that you're not annoying them by by treating them as if they're somebody else they're like spammy thing uh, spamming spamming is not good yeah, yeah. Uh, but but not you're know, not good but extremely hard mm. um not to spam certainly in the early days when you don't really know you know you don't know the customer you know we're we're adding 
seven, eight hundred thousand customers a year. We don't know those customers when they first buy from us. And it's only over time that you can build up a picture of what they're like and what they like. But it's about treating them like individuals, not as sort of numbers. You know, it drives me nuts in the business when we talk about customers as we'll sometimes we'll put them into, into groups. We'll have a group of 10,000 customers that we will treat as a similar group. But, you know, they are, that is 10,000 people. And you tend to get people in, I don't like it when people in the marketing team start thinking of them as a, just a, as a number. As, 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 this is 10,000. This is the number 10,000. This is 10,000 individual people, all very different. Mm. And it's very important that you think like that and you treat them very differently. Well, yeah, that's kind of what we're trying to do with my current business is to empower people to personalize and treat people individually yeah. at scale, which is a bit oh, of a conundrum. Yeah. But it is trying to help people feel like they're going the extra mile just for that specific yeah. person to give them exactly the experience that they deserve and yeah. actually want to pay attention to. You know, when I first started, one of the things that, I don't know whether it made any difference, but when I first started, I, would, I had my Amstrad word processor and I absolutely insisted on, this is in the days when you know, mail order was just, you'd say, dear customer, and it would be a printed signature. Mm. And I absolutely insisted that it was dear the name, which now sounds ridiculous because it's easy to do. It wasn't yeah. easy to do that nobody did it. And I would sign with my little ink pen. I would sign every letter, you know, so it was just personal. And sometimes I'd put a little PS on the bottom as well, you know, depending on where I got the mailing list from, mm. which is easier to do. I mean, it's, it's an interesting one because, I mean, I, I sort of stopped myself there because I was going to say it's easier to do when you're doing small numbers. Mm. But actually, that's not really true because you can have you know, you could have a hundred people signing letters yeah. and putting a PS on the bottom, or a thousand people, or ten thousand people in India. Actually, if it makes a difference, you should do that. But people start to say, "Oh, as I get bigger, it's impossible to do." It's not mm. impossible to do. It's it's and it's no more expensive to do either per letter. It's obviously yeah. more expensive in total. But as businesses grow, they tend to look to cut costs, and they end up cutting quite often. They cut the wrong costs mm. because they cut the costs that that matter to the customer. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you've, you've always used a lot of direct mail. How else have you said you obviously you aren't signing PS every single letter that you send to people? How do you still engage with customers at a personal level, or is that something you think you guys have lost? Um, I, I don't think we've lost it, but I don't think we're we're not as good at it now as we were before, and it's mm. something that we are looking to regain. So there's quite a lot of work going on at the moment. And with the internet, you, you can be quite personal. The, the danger mm. is that you get your algorithms wrong and you just piss people off because you get it wrong. And, yeah. it just, and, it, and then as soon as you get it wrong, it looks really fake. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's something that we are working hard on now. Everybody is. It's not rocket science. But it's being more relevant and more personal. Would you say you've made any big mistakes in marketing? Or you said something that was completely wrong? Um... We have made mistakes in marketing. Um, one of the things I do is, you know, I like to write. I, I, one thing I can't stand is boring marketing letters. Mm. You know, if you read a marketing, a direct marketing book, it'll say, it'll, it'll say, right, these are the rules. The rules are, you know, have a, you know, use the word free, use a bold paragraph at the top, um, have free PMP in bold, have a PS that says, uses the word free three times and then have a load of boring stuff in the middle that doesn't really say anything. And you see those letters the whole time. I can't stand that because I, you know, I hate that boring stuff. I, I want stuff to be one of our sort of, one of our brand values is that I want, I want the business to be quirky and fun. It's just sort of different. And so we tend to write letters that are quirky and fun. And the danger with that is that you can, you can get it wrong. 
And so we wrote a letter the other day. We, 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 we used to sell um, women's shirts. We carried on selling women's shirts after, after we stopped selling all the other women's clothes because shirts, you know, we thought we were experts in shirts. Mm. And so we have quite a lot of women customers who bought our women's shirts. We've since stopped selling women's shirts, but we still have a lot of women customers, a lot of women customers who buy men's shirts for husbands or boyfriends or whatever. And, um, but we tend to sort of think as a business, we think like, um, you know, we think that our market is men because we only sell yeah. products for men. And we sent this letter out, just quite a fun letter, but it was all about imagining people in the, the way I describe it now is not going to sound fun. It's going to sound what, what a lot of these women customers claimed it sounded, which was creepy. Yeah. Which was, you know, we imagine them in their pajamas, skipping around in their kitchen in the morning. And, you know, it was just sort of being jokey, but completely forgetting that we were sending this to women as well as men. Yeah. And so then it sounded just creepy coming from me saying I was imagining these women skipping around <laughs> their pajamas. Yeah. And so we had a lot of complaints. And that was a big mistake. And you can do that when you try to be different. Mm. I always used to write to people saying, you know, where are you? Where, where have you gone? Um, yeah. If people hadn't bought from us for a while, it would, I'd be sort of quite direct and quite sort of punchy. And you get people writing back, you know, the widows writing back saying, my husband is gone to the other, you know, gone to the other side. Yeah. And you sort of say, oh, Ooh, God, you know, this is, this, is, this, this is not good. Yeah. So if you try to push the boat out, you do get caught out. Yeah, that's really helpful, actually. And you kind of basically describe everything that we're trying to achieve with our business. But then, because we're small, we can push the boat out and go really innovative and do some pretty daring post campaigns. But, yeah, there are some big things that we should think about before we always, always do them. Um, <laughs> like that, we were just thinking of doing like this marketing um, joke about like Halloween coming up and found like this uh, photo of someone that's like pretending to like stick a pencil through their nose with like blood everywhere. And, like I could send that to people and be like um, that awkward moment when too many like something to do with people talking to you about like Christmas campaigns and you're not ready for it yet and the stress getting too much and yeah. and then but you happen to win the Halloween contest but like actually yeah. you probably can't send that graphic image. <laughs> just across like the world publicly yeah. and you're like, oh yeah. yeah, maybe we could bring it in a little bit. Um, yeah. It's kind of frustrating, but yeah. I mean, God, it, 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 it's, it is a difficult one because it's a, it's a shame in a way. I mean, it is, um, it's all related to sort of political correctness. With everything we send out where it's controversial or where it's quite close to the bone, we, we typically get as many people who write, write in saying they absolutely love it yeah. as we get absolutely hate it. Does that make it any better? Is it right to say, you know, can you ever send stuff that is going to offend people? You know, the problem is there are people out there who will be offended by the smallest thing. Mm, so right. either you write the complete vanilla, very boring stuff that everybody yeah. finds boring. You've got to push the boat. I, I don't want yeah. to be boring. I'd rather, probably the wrong thing to say, but I'd rather offend a small number of people than be boring. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Just trying not to do like the Trump level of offending after people. What do you think is the next big thing in marketing? I think the next big thing is proper one-to-one -one marketing that works, where companies actually get it right. We sell lots of different product ranges, and there's no reason why. And and people do tend to fall into general categories of what they will, what they like to wear, what they want to wear. But I think sending people, you know, sending people a photograph of themselves wearing an outfit that makes them look really good that they've never worn before in their lives mm. is a nice idea and saying look we've put this together for you this is you a genuine it looks like a proper photograph not even a sort of mocked up one and you can send them an outfit but you do have a picture of them at a wedding you have a picture of them sitting on the beach you have a picture of them sitting at work three photographs of three completely different surroundings that will make people feel very close to you you know them um, you've got to do it in a, in a way that's not too creepy <laughs>
Yeah, that's cool. I can see that in the future definitely being a good thing. That's awesome. You just listened to an episode of Marketing Mindset. Please hit subscribe and tell all your marketing and business buddies they need marketing mindset in their lives. If you're feeling generous or bored, then invest 20 seconds in leaving us a good rating and we should be very grateful. Wow, such an incredible set of lessons. Thanks again for Nick coming on the podcast and thanks to you guys for listening. If you like the interview with Nick Wheeler and you want to hear more from him, you can check out the whole interview about his business and life on the Growth Mindset podcast. Here are a few gems to give you some food for thought before your next podcast. People take a business from zero to 10 million pound sales and they sell. The hard thing to do is take from zero to 10. Somebody comes along, buys it, takes from 10 to 100, so makes it worth 10 times as much. And that's probably 10 times easier than going from naught to 10. I, I think most entrepreneurs have a, they have an optimistic streak or mm. gene where they just think it's going to work. And I think that's quite important. You don't just think it's going to work, you know it's going to work. Mm. And your friends will tell you that you're crazy and that you should give up. And I think it's partly because there's a little bit of all your friends that doesn't want, actually want you to succeed. And that sounds rather mean, but if they're, especially the ones who have gone down that traditional route of going into the professions or an accountant or a lawyer or a, basically being an entrepreneur, they, they almost don't want you to succeed. And, and so they're, they're forever giving you advice that you should pack it in and do something sensible. I always find if you, if you do too much research when you're starting a business, you, you'll generally not start because you'll mm. find lots of reasons not to start because you know, everybody's done everything already and if you speak to people, they'll generally, try, they'll, they'll generally sort of put you off. Um, and I just think, you know, I, I'm a great one, but just sort of just, you just get on with it and you just give it a go and if it, if it works, great. And if it doesn't work, then you're going to do something else. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, 